Hi, my name is Nathan Young, and this is Uncommon. Uncommon and Uncommon Clips are produced by Narel, a unique digital agency. Head to narel.com to learn more. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E.com. So Pear, uh, founded while still working at Broza. Hmm. Uh, D2C brand, you've taken a funding round. Build yourself, uh, but it's not just you, I guess. Some of the investors like Rich calling it the comfiest socks yep. in the world. I know the initial story is that you were frustrated with getting holes in your socks. And I don't know why, but I never thought about this because I have the same issue. Oh, Constant fucking holes in socks. And yeah, the best socks that you can buy uh, that I found are either some, at least for guys, like some brand, I can't remember the brand, but something from Maya or DJs, but again, they just break real quickly. Mm. Or you go to like a really fancy shoe store, like a, a double monk, and you, but then you get these real thin sort of materials and they're just too slippery, they're too delicate. There's always some sort of issue. So you've sort of got this, you've actually trademarked it, actually, the Supreme Cool Blend, 50-50 wool cotton, um, which I thought was very smart. Uh, Tell us about those initial days of discovery with the manufacturer in Germany. Yes. So as you might know, I, I surf quite a bit. And whenever we surf, we often like to camp near the beach okay. and it's super cold you often get up in super cold mornings and you want to surf like the first waves yeah um and one it's really cold and two if you wear like merino socks that keeps you warm mm. they are pretty fragile and they could yeah, break yeah, yeah. quite easily and that's why they will get holes in it um so that's when i started to think about the concept of can we make better socks mm-hmm. and the moment you start thinking about it, you start discovering all these other problems you have with socks. Yeah. Like, it often stinks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's socks will stink. Yeah. And no one ever thought about, can we make socks, socks that don't stink? Yeah. You know, they often absorb the sweat and they get a bit, you know, saggy, sweaty. It's disgusting. Like, immediately. Yeah, immediately, right? Yeah. And, you know, often they are really cold, of course. That's yeah. one of the biggest problems. You get holes in them. They're not comfortable when you walk or run, you know, they don't have enough padding often. Or they, like ankle socks that I often wear, mm-hmm. they don't stay in space. They just often keep slipping down your heels. Yeah, fucking that idea. is one yeah. of the biggest problems, like yeah. when you start thinking about socks. So I guess that's when I started to think like, hey, there's actually so many pain points in socks. Why don't we just redesign the whole thing? Mm. And when we started to think about redesigning it, obviously warmth and the stinking issue is one of the biggest problems that one of the difficult problems I would say to mm. solve because it's it's within the material itself okay right so if you if you're going with cotton socks it's never going to solve the problem because cotton is naturally you know it is what it is right mm. but if you go with pure merino socks which kind of does solve the stinking problem and the warmth problem but as I said it's a very fragile fiber so it can break easily it's sometimes it's too thin you know so we looked at the possibility of blending wool and cotton that's when the concept came along okay um, who, who who thought of that was it the manufacturer was it you guys was a so Mike you know we were talking about the Chinese supply chain for a while just now I'm actually really lucky to team up with Rex my co-founder yeah that's right so he actually has a family background in textile his family has been running textile com- 
uh, factories and companies for like 30 plus years. So he is actually very specialized and knowledgeable in all textile knowledge. So he's the one who actually consulted, you know, his dad, his, his friends in China, you know, the top specialists in China that in that, you know, like the king of supply chain of, the, of <laughs> textile. Um, and every specialist, every top specialist came back to him with the same answer. They said, you will have to blend wool and cotton. Really? Yeah. And even Rex and his dad, they both came down to the same conclusion as well. They just sort of brought the question to the specialist. Yeah, right. And that's when we thought, all right, seems like this is the one answer we just keep getting from every specialist. But the problem is how do we do it? No one does it at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was really surprised about that. Yeah, really at the surprised. time, no one does it. Yeah, I, we were surprised to find out, like, why is no one doing it, yeah. right? So the more we did our research, the more we found out that, okay, it's actually technically extremely difficult mm. to do it because wool is animal fiber mm-hmm. and cotton is a plant fiber. Okay. And plant fibers and animal fibers, they don't go hand in hand. They are almost like just rejecting each other when you try to blend them into you know, one thread. Yeah. So it requires like supreme craftsmanship to really make this work. Um, And then we, obviously we did our research and then we found that there is actually a workshop in Germany that can do it, which, you know, was mind blowing for us. So we got in touch with them. You know, we sort of talked about how can this technically be done? We learned from them and we took the idea and we came back and we developed it ourselves. Wow. Okay. So, and because one of the things I was thinking about is this this blending of the the thread. Because like my novice non textile brain was like, oh, you know, they just put. If you imagine like little lines of thread, you have like a thread of wool <laughs> and a thread of cotton. But no, you have to merge the physical original product into the actual thread itself. So yeah. the thread is exactly fifty fifty. Yeah. So the thread itself. You know, you're, you're blending the fiber. It's not just taking... Yeah, the fiber. Yeah, yeah, you're not taking a cotton thread and a wool thread and just <laughs> blending them together. It's not that simple. Yeah. We are blending them at like a micro level. Okay. So technically, it's extremely hard to, to create. Um, it took us months because it, we did it during COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it was hard to communicate with the factory um, to get the samples. Um, so a lot of work actually went into the development of the yarn itself. Mm. And... You know, after months and months of developing back and forth, we, we finally ended up with the Supreme Cool Blend, which is a 50-50 blend. Okay. And so that firm in Germany, would they, they sort of acted as like your R&D. Did you then pull, did they manufacture the bulk of the thread or did you then pull it into somewhere like China and just spec it out? Yeah, we pulled it into China and we spec'd it out because yeah. Rax, again, as I said, he he is kind of the specialist in the textile industry yeah. already. So all we needed is a starting point, mm. really. And we have access to labs. We have access to all the specialists that does, our, that, that does R&D. And once they see the concept, it's just about testing and you know, getting it done. Yeah, and it makes sense because it's, it's one of the things that both Rich and Ethan have spoken about. Every time we get someone in here and we talk about D to C, you need to own as much as possible. Yeah, you want to own the supply chain. You want to own like your product from the material to the end. Yeah, to the retail. Um, so, you, you know, you manage your costs, you know, and then you can bring the best price to your customers. Mm-hmm.